film festivals are back. And you. Welcome back, everybody, to Surviving Hollywood Podcast. My name's Austin Arnold. My name is Aaron Arnold. I'm Johnny Ray Diaz. And we are joined by fellow filmmaker, friend of the podcast, personal friend, Brian Shakti. Brian? Hey, what's up, guys? Good to see you, man. Even though we saw each other literally almost the whole week. All of us. <laughs> that was awesome. That was great. I can't wait for the next festival. In two weeks. Coming That's soon, true. man. Coming soon. No. And that's no-ho, but I, our, our main point of experience information is this Pasadena International Film Festival. We had two films there. And would you guys say that's an accurate statement? Film festivals are back? Definitely. Uh, I would say we've been waiting for it. I, think, I feel like the audience has been starving for in-person you know, contact, right? So I think the festival was a success, you know, on based on like previous years of going to Pasadena Film Festival and kind of seeing the turnout and I think seeing people excited and also just being able to talk to filmmakers like face-to-face, -face, not having to do like a Zoom thing because it's just kind of weird. Um, so I think overall, like it was actually a really, really good success. What do you guys think? So in this video podcast, we're going to be telling you all about our experience at Pasadena International Film Festival, the two films we had in it, and just the experience in general, the fact that film festivals are back, they're a little bit different, but we're going to tell you our experience. So when you go to a festival or as a, you know, as a filmmaker or an attendee, you know what to fully expect. Now, we'll tell you about each of our two films in a second, but I guess my experience, yeah, it did seem like I don't know. It really depends on the block of films you go to, but it seemed like there were a lot of people, as much people willing to come. People were down to, to, to watch films in a theater with great sound design, with people around them, to talk about the films afterwards, to network. It was great. Brian, what, what did you think? I mean, I, I thought it was great. The one thing that I love about uh, Pasadena Film Festival is at the, actually at nine o'clock, you know, they, they have blocks usually at like six o'clock, eight o'clock, you know, some nights 10, some nights four, but at nine o'clock every night, they have a filmmaker's lounge where everybody who's a filmmaker, you get, you know, you get a filmmaker's pass, you go there and you get to network. And it's great because they really, they really make it very comfortable to go in and, and to network with people. Other places, you know, people meet at bars, people meet at stuff, but this is like great how they have a designated area. And I felt like people were starved for connecting. Like it, it was, it was great because people were just like, it was so easy. People, everybody was approachable. People could like talk and people could just be like, you know, they wanted to know your experience. They wanted to share their experience. So it was like, we'd go in there and it felt like we were already in a room with friends. So it just, it just, it was, it was a really great experience in that sense. So the first film, because we had two, the first film that we, um, you know, premiered at the PIF International, at the Pasadena International Film Festival is the one that you wrote and directed and we all produced. It's called Easter Eggs, a non-parody. Could, uh, could you tell the audience uh, what that was, uh, what that was about? Yep. And we all acted in it. Mm -hmm. And Marilyn Gigliotti was in it. So um, the, what was I going to say? Wait, Easter eggs. Give oh, us yeah. the log line. Give us why would like, hey, What's I'm interested. About? I'm interested in your film. What is it? So basically, it's it's more of a proof of concept than anything else. Um, you know, it was a feature film that I wrote. Uh, you know, right after a film festival we were at like two or three years ago, 
uh, screening another one of our films. And um, I wrote a feature film off that. And I basically shot the first scene of the feature with us. So it's more like to introduce the characters, but it's, but it's also such a unique, different genre than anything out there. So, so basically- like when interactive. Did, yeah, it's, it's interactive. I, I took probably, you know, two to 300 movie lines and I made a script. And the actors are basically saying the lines as it's their own lines from that script, not knowing it's a wink, wink, Easter egg line from another movie. So um, what I did was I have the first scene, uh, which is about 12 pages, came out to eight minutes. Uh, and then there are 31 movie lines in it. And it's just to show the tone of that, because I call it a non-parody. It's Easter eggs and non-parody, because I don't want it like over the top. I want it based in reality, but I also want it in the same tone that we do most of our films, almost like a like a dark comedy sort. So um, that was my goal with this film, to just kind of like, you know, so it could be a good selling point. Now, the majority of our audience there, it's across the country, across the world, will probably never see Easter eggs until it's released online, which could be months, still in the festival circuit. So just from a filmmaker's experience, what was your experience at PIF, like premiering a film? Nerve wracking, fun? You know, it wasn't nerve wracking until I saw it up there. Then I was like, oh, like I wish I did this. I wish, I mean, it, it's all like weird stuff that, you know, I'm not used to as an actor. So being that as a director, it kind of, I wasn't really prepared for that. But um, response from other people is like, a lot of people loved it. And there were certain lines that got big laughs that uh, didn't, that I didn't find that funny. I mean, they were funny, but not laugh out loud funny, but like on the big screen, some of them just really played well. And uh, it was, it was great to see that. And Great to also see the audience really enjoy that. And Johnny, you had a film there. We had a film there that you directed. I did, but I was gonna just to kind of piggyback off what uh, Brian's saying, I was gonna, cause we had this conversation before and I think it's always interesting because once you finish the film and you see it and you just how you mentioned, you see all these things like you would have done. What's like one thing you would have changed if you could go back and do it again? Um. Because I feel, I think every filmmaker feels that way. Like, ah, I only had more time. If I only had this, I only had that. Well, you know, it's interesting because I've seen it so many times right now. So it's like I have all of the puzzle pieces that were already given to me. So, you know, the one major thing that I saw was I felt I personally wanted the coloring to be a different, but like anybody that I mentioned about that, nobody had a problem with it. So I think it's just my own looking at things like that. Um, you know, I think the first intro scene, I think it was a little bright. I, I felt like it was, to me, I felt it was flat, you know, when you're coming down the stairs, like that shot right there, but- Color, that's nothing. That's easy, dude. That sounds I, I, great. I, it's this <laughs> stuff, but all, I mean, also it was, it was my first time directing and I was also acting in it. So, one thing I wished I was able to do, I mean, to look and play back and be like, oh, like I want this line different. Like I just, we didn't have time for that. It was just like, luckily, like I was able to trust actors that we I've worked with before that like, I really feel like you gave good performances. 
but there were certain things that it would just like, I mean, I don't even remember at the time. I remember back then it was, but like yeah. everything kind of worked where it was there. And, you know, it's just different. I like my next experience, like I want to direct without being an actor in every single scene. So, you know, and, and, and it's funny because Johnny, you've said this many times throughout the years. And it's funny because you know, I didn't really understand it until being in that position. Yeah. So many times, so many things I'm saying, oh, I wish I'd, and, and a lot of the things that I'm saying is like, oh, Johnny said that last year. Johnny said that a year and a half ago. Oh yeah. I guess it's kind of a normal, like hearing, remembering all the things that you said kind of helped me through it because I was just like, oh, this is kind of a normal thing to kind of feel these things, to look at these things, to be so critical on yourself to to wish that you weren't the actor to have the experience of doing that so it was like it was really cool like that really helped me be a little more sane with those experiences and i think it's i think it's good because you it makes you sort of i know there's a lot of overanalyzing and stuff but at the same time it's like because you want it to be so good that means you're like really you know invested in the project yeah you're right you're right dude like directing and acting you have two hats on at the same time you're trying to stay in the scene while thinking about the next 10 shots you have to shoot so yeah it's hard it's like it's not easy um remember the first shot we're going and we're right in the middle i'm going uh rolling uh (laughs) and then and then i'm just all like watching the scene and it comes up to my line and i totally got my line yeah uh uh, franny's scripty she was just basically like, no, you're not calling the scenes. We have somebody else do that. I was like, oh, yeah. okay, cool. Yeah. Oh, I, mean, I barely remember that, honestly. <laughs> I, remember, I do, I do, I do remember that actually. I thought you were gonna bring up the squeaky dolly we had, but <laughs> which, which actually really didn't turn out that bad. Yeah, it didn't I mean, turn out bad. It just I didn't us, notice anything. Yeah, you didn't notice it, but I'm just saying that like as far as first shot goes, that set us back like an hour or two. It did. Yeah, that's true. I think but, the one thing the important that the important thing to realize is like even though like you've seen a movie a thousand times and you you've looked at like all the things that are wrong with it the audience has no idea yeah they have no clue and half the time like they watch the film and they're like oh that was so good and you're like but you didn't notice that that edit was a little weird or you didn't notice that that cut was like that and they're like what like nobody really you know so it it kind of is what it is it's almost like when you sent me the first cut of instant gratification you know, I the other I, movie we had in the festival, the yeah. other movie, I, I just read the script and I didn't see any of the pieces. I didn't see any shots or anything. And when I saw a, a close, it was close to the final cut. I thought it was really great. I was like, wow, this is good. And I remember you guys being like, oh, because you already saw it too much, you know, but like when yeah. I saw it fresh, it was like, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, that was a. I, I feel like that movie kind of came together toward the end, but I definitely in the early stages of editing, I was like, I don't know, I just don't know. For I don't me, know how you guys, I don't know how you guys felt, but for, for me, felt. with any movie, the most dis that I that we produce, the most disheartening part is when we get like the first cut back <laughs> from the editor, and there's just so much stuff. It just you know drags or it goes you know stuff is not conveyed properly, and it just seems like so much to get it to something that you want. And that's right. like the most disheartening part for me. Right, definitely. That's, that's so almost for- like our our next film too, Letter from God. That right. was kind of a weird first cut, and now it's like. It, it's kind of one that kind of grew on me a lot. I kind of like it a lot now. I, I actually love that movie. 
playing uh, October 1st, Friday, October 1st at NoHo, by the way, NoHo Cinefest. Um, so, okay, so, go into, so going to the next film that we had, um, which played like, what, it was a week ago? I don't even know now. Um, we closed out the festival. It was the last night of the festival. Instant right. gratification. Closed last, out the festival. Last movie of the last night of the festival. Yes. Yeah, you're right, actually. It's yeah, random. Um, Finish it strong. It almost wasn't because they turned the lights on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so we're, the, getting, we're getting ahead of ourselves a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So for the audience, so the la- our film screen last week, it was it closed out the festival, like Aaron said. Uh, really randomly, uh, all of a sudden, as the film prior to that played and ended, they turned the lights on and the moder- moderator came out and was like, all right, guys, we had some great films and uh, let's get the filmmakers down here. And I remember uh, looking over to was it, I think Austin was next to me and like legitimately confused, thinking, dude, we're in the wrong block. We came to the wrong screening. I invited people to come to this and it's not even the right one. I'm an idiot. I don't know how you guys <laughs> felt, but I felt so stupid. And I was like, and I was like, but I thought he announced it at the beginning. You know, it was all these questions. I don't know what you guys thought, but. Well, I was, I was pretty, I, I did question it right when it happened, but I was pretty positive. This was our block and our thing was coming. I just remember our film started playing and the lights were still on and this lady was still up front trying to get the filmmakers. And then you were just like, not muttering, but you know, just saying to the people, like saying to us around you, it's like, are, are they serious? Is this for real? <laughs> If it would have been my friend's film, you know, because there are people in the audience or friends or maybe other people shouting, hey, there's one more film. If it would have been my friend's film, I definitely would have been vocal about it. But since it was my own film, I was just like, it's going to work <laughs> itself out. <laughs> it was, it's, 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 that, it's weird that that's how it is, though. Like, why? You think if it's your film, you'd be more, a little more defensive about it, right? Yeah, but, but I don't want to seem like, you know, a D-bag <laughs> or something like saying, you must watch my film. Anyway, guys, for the folks yeah. at home, this is what the film was about. It was written by myself, directed by Johnny, produced by us. It's called Instant Gratification. It is the story of um, a guy named Ray Dougal, played by Johnny, who basically, you know, he came out to Los Angeles film industry with the twins, you know, wanting to pursue the arts and they grew apart. And this is the twins coming back to visit him saying, hey, I know we grew apart. But, you know, we want to offer you this chance. We're show running something. We want to offer you this chance, not only act in something that's perfect for you. You can be an associate producer. It's going to be perfect for all of us. Come up together like we always used to dream about. And Johnny, who had recently started his uh, YouTube channel and got to 10,000 subscribers, turns them down in a way. Spoiler alert, turns them down in a way and basically decides to pursue YouTube and doing things like, you know, grocery hauls, hitting on girls in the park, using Reddit comments only, kind of like YouTube type videos we see all the time, chooses to do that instead of pursuing art, which they originally came out there for. And really the story of Ray Dougal, played by Johnny, choosing YouTube because, you know, for a variety of reasons, he thinks he has a stronger connection with his fans, my subs need me. And really he just, you know, really is attracted to that instant gratification of the YouTube algorithm. And, you know, kind of seems like he's almost like half depressed. It's, you know, it's really kind of like a character study into, into Ray Dougal. Actually that line did kill up the subs line. <laughs> it did. So it, it was actually interesting watching it. Cause this is, this is the, this is the world premiere, right. Of this film. I've, we've all seen it like a thousand times, except Brian, he hasn't seen it as many times. And so you don't really know how it's going to go. And I thought it was interesting that there was a lot more laughter than I thought there would be. And even on certain lines, I'm like, I didn't think that line was that funny, but people really enjoyed that line. And 
I don't know how you guys felt, but at least for me, it made me feel better <laughs> because I'm glad that people were laughing at it and found a lot of this humorous, um, even though this dude was kind of going through this like kind of dark thing with all this stuff. Um, people found humor in this, you know, so how did you guys feel? I, mean, I, I, I started laughing a lot too, so. Let me say this before I throw it over to Austin and Brian. Um, I think what Brian said earlier, we're all attracted to and we've produced stuff before that's dark comedy. That's kind of like kind of like a lot of times we're aiming for dark comedy. I would say the other film, Brian's film, Easter Eggs, was more a comedy. And I would mm -hmm. say, although I went into the um, with the intention of making instant gratification a dark comedy, it kind of leaned more on the side of just drama. And so, you know, John, you bringing up the fact that people were really responding well in the audience. I, I love that fact. I mean, I was like, that's way better than people being bored in the audience. I was, <laughs> yeah. I was, you know, thriving off that. I was like, damn, this is a hit. Yeah. Yeah. And I think like, I just remember us in the editing process where, you know, we can all relate. Sometimes it gets disheartening. We're just seeing this over and over again. And I can't remember specifically, but I remember us talking about like, should we cut, and these may, this might've been it, but this could be just also just a random example. Should we cut the Jake Paul, Logan Paul line? Should we cut that some line killed, dude. dude? That line was and that's my, it's, that's line, that line's more relevant than ever now. <laughs> yeah, for yeah. sure. And we and by the end by the end the of the line is for the, the line is hey we want you we want you to come up with us like all the greats did like Tarantino and Jackson Scorsese to Nero and then Johnny's character goes Jake Paul Logan Paul and then we go oh uh, yeah people, people but, are like the yeah, delivery it was the delivery of it, it yeah, was, yeah, um, yeah. and I just remember we were like by the end of it like we were at least Aaron and I were prepping people hey this one's just a drama instant gratifications not it's not a dark comedy like our other ones. But I was pleasantly surprised that they the humor was brought up on the big screen. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I, I mean, after the festival, uh, people coming up to me and talking to us, and they had a lot of questions in the audience. Actually, we did the Q and A. A lot of questions went to Aaron about, you know, sort of like the inspiration behind it, and also like, is this a kind of a nod to the world now, where we have these actors and these YouTube stars that are getting cast for different projects, and. Um, I was actually surprised that we have we had a lot of audience questions directed to us. That, that was interesting because like there were tons of great films, but I felt like people really responded to the fact that like, oh, this guy's a content creator. This guy's a YouTuber. And I feel like this is just my opinion because, you know, being a content creator as a job is only trending up. You know, we everybody kind of knows somebody who's a content creator. And I feel like if you're really younger than us, you know, a lot of people. And it's just like everybody like just responded well to that. Yeah, I, I even had a I had a friend that came to the screening with um another one of her friends a guy that i never met i mean i just met him after the screening i said hey what's up man and she told me the next day she's like hey i just want to tell you that uh my friend told me of all the films yours was the best one and he's like i'm not just saying that because i don't even know these people um but he's like your your film was the only one that felt like there was a through line in the story like we got what was happening and this is where it's going and you know what I'm saying? So I thought that was, that was kind of nice. cool. So th I think it's a testament to the writing and like, mm -hmm. it actually got conveyed, like what the story is. And I think compared to the other shorts that we've done, it probably is the only one that has more of a, you know, there's more of a story. I would say. I appreciate that. I think it's great. Everybody should see it. But regarding the question Austin asked Brian earlier, what one thing you would change if you could do it all again. And Brian said the lighting, like for me personally, the story was there. There are a lot of great things about it. It obviously was great. But like, I would give the writing a little, you know, one more little draft there, you know, like looking back, I'm like, damn, it's good. But I could have made it like a lot better. Um, and I do want to say that um, 
you know, it's really cool when your film can win any sort of an award. You know, obviously that's a hard thing to do. So I just want to give it up to Johnny Ray Diaz right now, who won Woo-hoo! best actor in the whole festival for playing the lead role. In, Still uh, waiting Ray- for uh, Marco and Jessica to be like, guys, I'm sorry, that was a mistake. Can you, can <laughs> oh, you mail it back well to deserved. us? Postage included. Dude, I'm, well I'm, like, deserved. <laughs> I'm honestly, I was, when they, when you guys, uh, I think it was Garland that told me I was nominated when it came out. I was like, dude, stop it. That, that's not even because I didn't feel like that film specifically was the type of film that you would think would get nominated for anything. Right. I mean, tell me if I'm wrong. But no, I no. Felt- well, I just want to say going into it, I going into it days before this is what I told everybody. And maybe just, you know, maybe people talk differently than me. But this is what I was thinking. Our films were good. Both of them are really good. But are we going to get nominated for anything? Probably not. Except the one thing I could see is if Johnny won Best Actor, I said. And or get nominated. Same thing. Yeah. Oh, so I'm, I, dude, I'm still, honestly, I'm still surprised. I, I really am surprised. But anyway, it's it was still like really, a, it was still really cool. I'm, of course. It's I mean, kind of like a, win, a it was kind of like a character study type short in a way, don't you think? I think that was like, you know, probably why, because your character had a huge arc. I, I, I think that's probably what it was because there was some humor, but then there was also like a lot of darkness there. It, it was, it was weird. At the, at the filmmakers lounge, I had, <laughs> a guy came up to me who was an actor in one of the shorts in that block and he was like you know man i was watching you up there and he's like my heart was breaking for you and he's like i didn't understand why people were laughing i was like this guy <laughs> this guy's really going through something yes. you know and he was like he's like i really felt for you and he's like people were laughing i was kind of looking around like really like why what's so funny and then he's like and then another guy came over and he's like dude that short was so funny man he's like you had so many funny parts and i thought it was interesting that everyone had a different experience you know the guy that was laughing the most was johnny i was laughing a lot i was laughing because ash Ash was laughing next to me and i'm like that made me kind of laugh too but people did come up to me as well saying man i didn't know if i should like it was like appropriate for me to laugh at that because there were the mixed feelings honestly that's how we approach a lot of our dark comedies we want the audience to be not to to want to react but not sure if it's appropriate so that was really cool yeah. I mean, we probably hear that in every film that we do. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So I think overall it was like a great success. And then I think going to the the filmmakers uh, awards or the gala or whatever, um, I thought it was cool because we I, we finally got to connect to a lot of other filmmakers. I don't know about you guys mm-hmm. that I hadn't had a chance to talk to. And um, I it was like random because me just getting the award sort of opened doors for me to like talk to more people, which was cool. People probably um, want to talk to you. Well, yeah, it was, I mean, people would just come up to me and just say something, but I didn't know who they were, but it was cool because at the festival, I think we can all agree, maybe we can all agree, but I got to talk to uh, the writer and director of Bobby, which was my yeah. favorite, favorite short at the one. entire festival and super chill dude. I don't know if you guys, if you guys got a chance to talk to him at all. Just briefly, just ex- exchange pleasantries, you know, and just yeah. chatted. So, so I, I asked him uh, what the budget was. I know Johnny, you were there when he said it, but. Because yeah, it looked, sure. it looked off. It looked like high what, what, quality. What would you guys guess that budget was? Well, 30,000. 30, I, I can tell you what I remember him telling me, but he didn't give me an exact number because I remember oh, him told- saying, I remember he saying, he said he priced it out at 35. Yeah, he did. But he said that that's not what it cost. No, he said it came out to 52. 52 wow. is what they for a short for, for a yep. short, which is yep. weird because he said that he's like, oh, everyone on the crew, we just pulled favors. Nobody got paid. I remember him saying something about that. And yeah, I was like, and, and, and he said at one point they were trying to, to steal a shot, but they had a crew of 40. Like, 
Yeah, he must have, he he must have something he, on him. He did say he had a, he had a massive crew. He did say that. I mean, I remember him talking about that. Um, but hey, that's what it takes to win best short at Pasadena, right? I mean, it was quality. It was really good. It yeah, it deserved it. I do want to but, say regarding uh, you know going back to the acting real quick, like you know, oftentimes ever since Austin wrote Papua, well, often because Johnny's you know in our opinion that Johnny's you know really good and he can hit those emotions. Oftentimes, let's we'll say Johnny, dude, we're gonna write something for you, and you, so you have to cry. So you have to cry in an you know an odd situation, and that's exactly what you did in this one where you won, dude. It was perfect. Well, I have an idea for the next short. It's called Crying. <laughs> it's just gonna be you know ten minutes of just somebody crying the whole time, just sobbing. Perfect. So that, that's what it is. That's but funny. anyway, overall thoughts for you guys, because we kind of wrap this up on Pasadena. Like, how, do you think it was a success? Like what were your kind of th- overall thoughts on everything? My final thoughts are one film, make film festivals are back to me. That's obvious. I feel maybe if there's a second wave that'll change, but fil- people want to interact and network at these festivals, clear demand. And two, and this is a hot take. The business card is dead. I didn't bring any, I didn't give any out. I didn't collect any. It's all about connecting Instagrams. My two cents. I gave out so many cards. Did you? I gave yeah. out some. Old, old school. And I collected a couple. Old school. <laughs> um, as far as like my overall thoughts, Pasadena International Film Festival is awesome. They did it really well. I'd recommend it to a friend. I'd recommend submitting. I was personally surprised how many of the films, as far as production level go, and even story-wise and acting, how many of the films were like high quality. I was like, damn, is this, because the reason we have three three films and festivals right now is because we held some back during COVID. I was like, is this because people were holding some back and now they're picking from a lot more quality? But I was actually surprised as far as like quality goes, how good it was. So I don't know if it's just getting easier to make quality films or what the situation was, but that was pretty cool to see. And also, um, just kind of a, a weird anecdote, you know, in the lobby of the movie theater, uh, where you know people coming in and out, where they had the usual movie stuff, they had the free like water you could pour yourself. I went to like just pour myself some water and take a drink, and the ticket guy was like, "Hey, got to go outside and drink that." I was like, "Oh, okay, sorry." <laughs> no drinking in the lobby, buddy. No yeah. eating popcorn. Yeah, what do you guys yeah. think? What do you guys think? What was your experience of the whole thing? Um, no, I mean, I, I second all that, and just to kind of. Uh, say what Austin was saying. Uh, I agree. Business cards are dead. I actually use the popple now, not to endorse it, but the popple. You just tap it on their phone, dude. All your information goes right into their phone with a click of a button, number, email, Instagram, social media. Wow. Done, dude. I Great even got show. one guy to like, he was like, hey, man, what's that thing called that you use? And he's like, oh, dude, I just got one because I was like, that was so, so simple. And I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't really carry stuff anyway. So, um, but yeah, I agree with everything. Uh, my favorite part of the whole festival was actually talking to people. I felt mm-hmm. at the beginning, I was a little hesitant because I didn't know how to engage with people, this COVID thing, because you had to wear a mask. But then when you're inside, you didn't. It was like, oh, it doesn't get you if you're holding a beer. You're allowed know, to take it off. It, it didn't make a lot of sense. Uh, so at first I was like, do well, I shake I your hand? Do I do this? But I think I, real quick, after a while, we were just talking to people, shaking hands. I felt very comfortable. So the networking was the best part and it felt cool to just talk to people about movies again. Uh, and yeah. And so if you guys missed it, uh, instant gratification is playing again at the Lamley in North Hollywood for NoHo Cinefest on October 6th. It's I the think. Wednesday. Yeah. Let me just double check. Yeah. October 6th at 6 PM and letter from God, which is the weird short 
horror film that Brian Austin and Aaron are in. I directed. That we haven't talked about yet. Friday, October 1st at 5 p.m. So. You know, know it's funny. I think Letter from God isn't funny at all, but (laughs) it won Best Comedy at the Venice Film Festival, the online one, which is like, I'm curious to see where the laughs come in that one. I think it's funny. It's like funny in a dark comedy way. Like that's truly a dark comedy. I think it's hilarious. I think yeah. it's, I think it, me personally, I think it's better than instant gratification. I'm just putting it out there. Yeah. So, it's all of our favorites. And I think everyone in the, in the film did a great job and I think it looks really cool. It's shot really well. And uh, I'm looking forward to sharing it with everybody. So well, John, Johnny, how was your experience in uh, directing that without being an actor, without having the pressure of an actor? Uh, it was good, except I had a kidney stone. But other than that, oh, yeah, you know, <laughs> this guy was practically that's a, that's dying a conversation on set. for another day. But uh, I mean, it's it's still really stressful, obviously, because we had a hard out and we're shooting on location, where it, which we don't have a permit for. We're shooting in a hotel. <laughs> we're shooting in a okay, just a quick setup. We're shooting in a hotel room in Glendale that has no idea we're shooting a film. They probably figured it out I'm sure, at some point. I didn't care. They just but, assumed it was a porn and it was cool. Right. But we're like bringing all this equipment up to a, a room and it's just like, you know, you're, you're, you're kind of worried like, oh, somebody going to say something like, is the person next to us going to complain about making noise or whatever? Like it was a whole thing. Well, no, we um, rented the room next to us. And then the other one was a laundry right. room. One so was we a production there. room. And that was the kind of like the thing. But uh, as far as directing, I mean, it's, I don't want to say it's easier, but it's a lot your mind is more focused on that as opposed to like, I have to learn lines and know what I'm, my character is and all that kind of stuff. So, and you can actually visually see the shot that's being shot too. Yeah. And even that film, there's a lot of shots I, we did not get that I, we just didn't have time for, but Uh you know, but I think overall it turned out really well. So yeah, Johnny killed it as director. And it did seem like you're really struggling with those kidney stones, honestly. Um, Because also for when we shot that, it was unique circumstances because we were shooting three shorts that weekend. Two of them were other people's shorts. And that was like the last one of the weekend. But like, I just remember watching Johnny direct and he killed it, but you could tell he was struggling a little bit. I remember somebody came up to him the day of shooting. And by the way, this also has to do with the fact that it's a dark comedy. It's kind of hard to market, harder to find. And somebody came up to Johnny with kidney stones and they're like, hey, so Johnny, like, what is this short about? And Johnny's just like, I don't know. <laughs> and then he walks <laughs> off because he's in pain. There it is. Anyway, anyway, guys. So for the audience again. I don't think I, we asked, like, Brian, did you answer the question? Oh, did you answer the question? Experience oh. of- no, no, no. Um, yeah, my experience was awesome. Like, I think Pasadena Film Festival, they really do it right because, because that filmmaker, filmmaker's lounge is so important. Um, a lot of the smaller film festivals don't do it, um, but I, I think it's so important and to network. To, to We made sure, we went almost every single day, even when our, our film wasn't screening, and we took interest in other people's work. We took interest in the festival. And I think that only helps you. I mean, here's an opportunity where your film is in a festival. You need to kind of, I feel like, take advantage of this opportunity you're given and, and, and be a part of the festival and, and be there. I mean, and with us too, with the four of us, like I feel like the four of us together are really good networkers just being out there. Like, and it's just, and it's really good as a group networking instead of being by yourself. Like I have a hard time networking when I'm by myself, but like with the group, with you guys, it just feels so comfortable. And I feel like it's very important to do. If you're in a festival, just, be there as much as you can and i think i think we can all agree like going to the festival 
as a filmmaker is yeah. a game changer, right? Exactly. Because you actually exactly. have something of value, something to offer, something to talk, talk about. As opposed to, proud of. Right. And as opposed to like, let's say you just went to the festival to check out movies. Which is still cool. Yeah. But it's just like when someone's like, hey, so do you have a film here? Nah, I just came to just check stuff out. Mm-hmm. It doesn't it doesn't have as much. I feel like the peer to peer level isn't quite there then, you know, so I don't know how you guys feel about that. But I, I feel I like that's that totally great. It really better. levels the playing field more to be like, OK, let's talk about what you guys are making and creating and that kind of thing. So, but yeah. I mean, because because also you're going there, you're you're a filmmaker, you're a creator, you have content out there, you're doing something and and right. people like doers too, you know, especially people that have films and people that are producing and people that are like casting films, directing, all that stuff. They like other people that are doing. They don't like people that are just kind of sitting there being like, um, ah, I have an idea for something, this and this. No, no, no. You execute the idea, you do it and like it's it's hard to execute it's hard to follow through and do that you know and we've done it repeatedly and you know we're even talking about our next one i don't know what that's going to be but you know their conversation is there so it's just like it's really getting that done and and just doing it because there's not many there's not many doers in this town there's more dreamers and thinkers but like to be a doer it sets you apart I feel like the audience is really responding to what you just said. Before Johnny closes out, Brian, where's the next place people can see Easter eggs and how can people follow you? Um, Easter eggs actually is in a, an online uh, festival right now called, um, what's the name of it? It's uh, Inline something. Um, let's see. Oh, uh, Lift Off Global Network. Oh, yeah. Yeah, lift off. Yeah. So that's that's uh that's playing right now. I think for the next week or so. Um, but that's uh Easter eggs, and 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 I think there's a possibility of Newport, but you know, not sure on that. Um, you know, my Instagram is uh, bshakti three. Um, I don't know if it's at whatever, but that's 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 how you find me on Instagram. And that's actually people. down below in the video description for the folks at home. There we go. So anyway, I look forward to the next festival, guys, which is, what, two weeks away? I don't even know what day it is anymore. Uh, Again, for the audience, I'm plugging it again, Friday, October 1st at the Lamley in North Hollywood at 5 p.m. Letter from God is playing, starring these three guys. And all I want to preface this is that I just want to say it gets really weird. So if you like weird, dark, funny movies, Friday, October 1st. And instant gratification is playing on October 6th, Wednesday, I think at 6 p.m. at the same place. So I got two two words to say about Letter from God. Dear Daddy. There it is. There it is. <laughs> and just like we pitched out to the audience before, if anybody comes up to Austin and says, Dear Daddy, he will buy you a beer. I had one. I had one in Pasadena. There we go. There we go. All right. See awesome, you guys, guys in a few weeks. Woohoo!